You're listening to Broncos for Breakfast with Nick Kendall and Scott Kennedy. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Good morning, Broncos country. Seagull's spinning all right. Oh, we got for some reason Periscope had an error there. There we go. The Periscope's good. People are pouring in now. There we go. That's what we want. It's Tuesday morning. You know, everybody's got to have, everybody's hungry, as we're seeing here from EJ. Geez, I'm hungry. What's for breakfast? A big helping of Broncos, probably the most talented position on the group, uh, on the team. But uh, let's get into it. Uh, Guys, welcome in. This is Broncos for breakfast uh, every Tuesday and Thursday morning uh, from 8 o'clock Mountain Time on. Well, Probably that's the dead time right now. We'll see how the super chats are going, but uh, probably a little shorter uh, most of the time while it's dead season here. Um, but uh, you know, we'll go as long as we're feeling the love too. So uh, welcome in to Broncos for Breakfast. I am Nick Kendall, joined by Scott Kennedy. You can follow us both on Twitter, uh, myself at Nick Kendall M H H and Scott at Scout Kennedy. Uh, also, please make sure you follow us on Twitter at Mile or at Huddle Hut Pod and at Mile High Huddle. Um, also Facebook guys, I know there's a lot of Facebook people in here. I can see the eyeballs starting to pour in. Um, let's get some thumbs up though on the Facebook side of things. We'd appreciate that a heck of a lot. Um, and while you guys over on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle pod and facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle, join both those groups, join the conversations. Um, that can be, a after you leave the like on the video, of course, but, uh, that could be a, a lot of fun, uh, over there. It's, I mean, a lot of hypotheticals going on and, uh, if you can, be one of the guiding lights that guides us away from the dribble that has turned into the quarterback conversation. Sometimes that would be awesome. We love you for that. <laughs> oh God. Um, also uh, the main platform joining us today is YouTube. If you are on YouTube, please like subscribe and share, subscribe, like, and share. See, I think that's backwards. It should be like subscribe and share. That's just, it rolls off the tongue much better. What are you doing, Chad? He's the one who says, uh, get your swag on with the SCH. So I, I don't know. He's, he's, he's allowed to pass though. He's the boss man. Um, also YouTube people, please, please, please go over. And you don't wait. Oh, I have ahead. a problem with that. You don't pay for swag. Yeah. The whole point of swag is it's, we all get pay the iron swag. price swag. That's what it means. You don't pay for swag. So get okay. your, get, you know, be a, be a supporter through, through that type of stuff. Um, I see Nick. I'm gonna I'm gonna take that. Nick is saying, you know, thanks for for all of you that are, are hitting that YouTube and subscribing to my channel. And I'm I'm bringing that up right now because I've got a treat just for mm, you, Nick. Treats. Not just for you, but it's one that I think you will especially enjoy. I went and dug through the archives yesterday. I've got computers all over this house. You know, you don't throw away computers. You just repurpose them. And uh, I went and found my Malik Willis game that I went to. When I moved back to Georgia in 2016, and it is spectacular video. It's one I shot myself, so the video is just pristine. I'm going to recut it and load that up on my channel today because when I went to see him, I started posting a little bit about him, and they're like, oh, yeah, Virginia Tech wants him as a, as a defensive back. I'm like, Mm-mm, no way because someone is going to tell this kid quarterback, and they're going to be right because that's quarterback. He is a quarterback. He's not a defensive back, and quarterbacks – don't want to play defensive back. They want to play quarterback. So Auburn told them quarterback, and they they flipped him. And uh, I'm going to post that video today that I went and saw. It only took one game. I was convinced. I'm like, that's quarterback. So there I'm going to post, uh, post that this afternoon. Well, heck, yeah. I know that there's a – he's going to be one that's going to be controversial. Like, he's not the same athlete as Lamar Jackson. But, I mean, he's he's a fun one. He's got some work to do. But 
I'm all about those tools. I mean, Trey Lance went number three overall last year after one year of tape at division two. So, but just because of his tools also because of his intangibles intelligence, but uh, you know, that's those are tools. They're just not matters. measurable yeah. tools, not the yeah. measurables, not those the physical tools. tools. Um, but yeah, guys go check out Scott's page, uh, youtube.com forward slash C forward slash Scott Kennedy. Also, you can go check it out. Uh, I posted the group link right here. We'll put it on this one. Uh, Click that. Take him. Take. Uh, I'll take you to his page. And uh, the football season is getting closer. You're gonna want to get your your prefaces. You know, like the leading up to it, the preamble of the season. And uh, we got you covered there. But so does Scott. Speaking of gotten us covered. Um. Well, heck, uh, Scott. Uh, did you miss me last Thursday? What's going on? I. It was. Really it was. Uh, it, it was easy because of this group. It was yeah, tough. Good. I felt like I'm like, all right. You know, I, I don't do 15 minutes of intros. You know, you and I can. Yeah can go and say in her lows and I look at the clock, we're already 15 minutes in. Um, but you know, I get through that and I was, I was kind of watch, I was clock watching a little bit. I'm like, all right. And next and next. Okay. What can I do? But we went, we went about 15 minutes and the, the, uh, the community was easy on me. Cause like right. I told you it, uh, before we went on live, I can't get George Patton out of my head. It's just stuck. You know, when you meet somebody and you call them the wrong name, they're that name for life. You know, I, I had, I had two kids I coached in baseball that I met at the exact same time. Lennon and Lawson. You think I got their names right for a year? No, I didn't. Now I've got Jaden and Braden. They're two middle infielders. And I, I sound, uh, you know, sound like, you know, my grandfather calling the kids in, you know, Jaden, Braden, Sean, you 23, come on, get in here. So um, I, I appreciate the the group we had here. They were, uh, they, they treated me nicely. Well, that's great. That's good to hear. Um, glad you didn't miss me too much. I did see, oh man, I'm trying to find it right now. Did you see that funny meme that somebody posted? The Lord of the Rings one? Yes, I did. That was solid. Yeah, you, yeah. You're, you're much more active on Twitter, so it might be, it'll probably be easier for me to find. Yeah, that uh, killed me as a Lord of the Rings reference. So uh, if we find it, then uh, we'll pull it up and share it. But whoever made yeah, I'll, that. Uh, yeah, I'll send it to you in, right now. I'll pull it up. Okay, boom, there yeah, it is. That was, that was funny. And it's from. But I've been given, I've been, I, I, I take a little bit of umbrage to that. It's like, I've been giving people news for 20 years. You know, that's, that's yeah. what I've done. You know, it doesn't, it's not like, it's, it's not like where I've always worked with different teams as opposed to, you know, like Chad has always been a Denver guy and Mike Fisher has pretty much always been a Dallas uh, Cowboys guy. I've was in recruiting. So I was news and, and draft. So I've been news for everybody. Um, and yeah. if you grew up in Atlanta sports fan, you have to, have other teams. You you have to look for the process because especially when you grew up like I did in the 80s, my teams were dreadful. The Hawks, the Hawks were solid. I had Dominique Wilkins and Kevin Willis and Doc Rivers in that group, but you know, they were never more than a second round playoff team. But the Falcons and Braves were woeful when I was a kid. Hmm. Man, they they uh they had some good years then coming up after that. But yeah, no, this killed me. Uh shout out to Chase Wellness. Uh, for yep. making making it a very good uh, MHH community. Never thought I'd get news, <laughs> Bronco news from a Falcons fan. And then Scott, what about news from a friend? MHH community, I I could do that. So uh, shout out to you, Chase. That gave me a very good chuckle. Um, anytime you can make a Lord of the Rings reference, I'm here for it. That is number one for me. Speaking of number one, let's get to the community. You guys are number one. Um, Des coming in saying good morning, Broncos. Good morning to you, Des. Mike Givens saying hello to Des as well. Good to see you, Mike. Good to see you. And also, Mike says good morning, Scott. Where's Where's mine, Mike? What's going on here? He, 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 he catches you. He gets he you. Does? Okay. Yep. Yep. There we go. You had good to talk and do business while I was reading the chats. He, Mike, Mike gets you. There we Mike, go. Mike said hello to me because I jumped into the chat before you were on. Ah, uh, okay. So there we go. Don't take it personally. There's I reasons for everything. 
I'm gone one day. Now, um, EJ, good morning, Hick and Scott in Broncos country. Um, hungry, what's for breakfast? Like I said, so we've got some edge rushers coming in here. There's Mike saying uh, good morning, Nick Quarter, and Scott. If, there, if edge rushers are on the menu, then quarterbacks are for breakfast. That's what we're uh, having. Hell yeah. <laughs> AFC West quarterbacks. Uh, Mo Ron in here. Love you, Mo Ron. Morning, guys. Glad to be here. Dave Glassman in the house. Good to see you. Clayton here on. Good to see you. Also, Clayton doing the doing the lord's work here saying smash that like button listen to him oh here's chase chase shout out to you uh for the for the meme lord of the rings memes i'm here for it uh outside linebacker let's call it edge let's just all agree edge rusher number four up for grabs absolutely um that's that's what we're here for today facebook user morning fellas well we'll see who this is but uh, what up broncos country broncos for brunch richie rich good to see you jamal killings love you jamal and uh greg smith in the house good evening fellas where are you at greg i thought you were uh, stateside but uh maybe not um, Moron, with a question for you here. Uh, we'll keep going here. Um, but uh, why did Malik Willis transfer from Auburn to Liberty? I'm going to say Bo Nix. Oh, he said he answered. Um, Bo Nix at the time was uh, was a, a number one prospect in the country. Auburn legacy, Alabama kid. All those things going against you when you're uh, you know when you're the project coming in from Roswell, Georgia, and uh, and he transferred out where he could where he could get some more time because Bo is going to be a four year starter at Auburn. Mm-hmm. Um, and it looked that way the minute he signed. Yep. Uh, Bo Nix. Um, uh, we got Clayton saying, drinking my coffee and listening to your show. Love the show. Thank you very much. Let us know what you're drinking for coffee. I, myself, uh, my aunt and uncle sent my wife and myself a very nice ninja coffee maker for uh, our wedding. Probably one of the nicer wedding gifts we got. And I made the over ice function for today, rocking my hurricane, my new hurricane Ridge glass. Cause we were up well, there. We, we, you've got to have the ice. I think we sent y'all about 30 degrees. So uh, it's been incredibly mild in the Southeast. You know, I went for a walk this morning. It was 70, you know, low, low mid eighties for the high in July. Are you kidding me? Perfect. That's, that's the best. We've sent you about at least 20 degrees of our, of our weather. So I got a hot coffee right now. Okay. There you go. Alejandro Zamora coming in here. Good morning, Broncos country. Good morning to you. Um, I met a chicken chaser in Georgia. Crazy sounding job. That does sound like a crazy sounding job. But the, I think Von Miller does that. Uh, Matt Henry in. Morning, guys. Stoke for the show. Mr. Sir McLovin over on Twitch. Hello. Shout out to Twitch lovers. Also rocking the McLovin uh, license plate there. Are the uh, ID. I can see it. What's up, fellas? Why didn't you go with Muhammad there, Mr. McLovin? Um, Salt Lake City in the house. Good to see you, JD. Um, Nick, how was your time off in the uh, in the backcountry? It was good. Uh, didn't do too much backcountry stuff this week. It was more driving around, hitting some spots. It did go up to Hurricane Ridge, saw a bunch of waterfalls, Crescent Lake. Um, Sunday, though, I went on a 14-mile hike with a 4.7K elevation gain. So uh, my legs are still a little bit jello, but it was beautiful. And I'm going to climb Mount St. Helens on Saturday. Have to start at uh, midnight um, because it's scorched earth and you are exposed to the sun the whole time and it's black. So it's like 15 degrees hotter elsewhere so you have to start in the pitch of night but uh i've done it i did it last november as well so i'm really excited for that um steven Barr coming in good afternoon guys in scotland good to see steven over in scotland michael coming in good morning nick and scott for broncos for breakfast welcome back nick go broncos kevin's in the house go broncos uh oh greg smith saying still have a sleep good morning nick and scott there you <laughs> go um yeah let's see anybody else in here uh dina coming in hi from perth, from perth. Ooh, hot there in perth I've uh broncos to- fan from afar no, I haven't gone all the way to the farthest I went is where uh, the Red Rock is. That's just, I think as far in as I went in Australia. Uluru, I forgot what it's called. It's been almost 16, 15, 16 years since I went to Australia. Awesome. Loved it. 
need to go. I made a bunch of friends in Australia when uh, I toured Europe. So uh, that was need to get out there and say hello. And this is a trend we should start going. Let us know what coffee you're drinking. If you guys are drinking a coffee, what's going yeah, on? It, it goes with the theme of the show for sure. What's your yeah. morning? What's your morning? Kick me starter. Uh, Corey Johnson saying I have a medium roast with fresh grown mint leaves. Oh man, that's a, there you go. Everybody that's gives awesome. me a heart. That sounds really good. Um, Clayton saying French vanilla creamer. Hopefully, hopefully there's some coffee with that French vanilla creamer, but uh, no judgment here. Um, <laughs> uh, Mo Ron goes question here. We'll get to it guys. Uh, Richie, Rich, Scott, and Nick, it looks like wanted to talk about edge. What are your thoughts on the interior rush? What are your thoughts there and your concerns? We'll get to it. Oh, Clayton also saying and peanut butter toast. Good as he always have my protein bar in the morning. If you um, are a peanut butter fan, the Peter Pan honey roasted peanut butter is ridiculous. It's mm-hmm. it's when I, when that stuff's in my house, I put on a pound a week. It's it's like all right, get rid of it. It's got to go. It's got to go. I put on one pound a week when the when the Peter Pan honey roasted peanut butter is in my house. Lonnie Alexander coming in with stars. I think here, good to see. Um, thank you very much, Lonnie, over on Facebook. Uh, appreciate you. And Clayton's also drinking Highlander Grog and. Uh, his coffee is so yummy. And Gary Leeds Palmer, the uh, the star, the star star, coming in here. Um, good morning, Broncos country. Great to see you, Gary. Hope you're doing well, and uh, hope you had a good time. I uh, hope hope things are going well. And uh, welcome into Tuesday morning. Let's get to the uh, the meat and potatoes here today, which is going to be the edge rusher position. Obviously, uh, last year, the two last two years, there's been a lot of hype in Broncos country. A lot of talk of potentially what could be the best edge rushing duo in the entire NFL in Von Miller and Bradley Chubb. And back in 2018, we saw that we saw what uh, could be with that duo. I think Von Miller had 12 and a half sacks. Uh, This is just completely off the top of my head, but the 2018 Bradley Chubb's rookie season, Von Miller had 12 and a half sacks and Bradley Chubb had 10 and a half. I could, I could be off there. Somebody could correct me uh, producers on it, but um Broncos really good that season. I remember going to the my first game ever at uh, actually Mile High and uh, seeing Bradley Chubb absolutely tear up uh, Andrew Whitworth. Uh, I think that was the year the Rams went to the Super Bowl as well. Um, so very good edge rushing duo. Issue is we've had injuries the past two seasons for that duo. Uh, Bradley Chubb gets injured his sophomore year after kind of a slow start <laughs> um, out for the season. And then Von Miller last year. Uh, unfortunately, um, injured before the season starts and never gets to never get to see him. Fortunately for me being typically not trying to be a homer, but with Von Miller, I am a homer. Von Miller's back this year. The Broncos tried to play hardball with him. Um, They wanted to get him to get a contract restructure. He said no. Broncos went out. They aggressively pursued Leonard Floyd, who ended up getting 14 to 16 million a year. Okay, here we go. 2018, Mo. Thank you very much. I was off by two on both of them. 14.5 for Von and 12 for Chubb. That's incredible. Um, Man, that team... That team should have been a little better. Case Keenum's the best quarterback the Broncos have had since 2014, unfortunately. Um, but uh, I have heavy emphasis on unfortunately. But thank you very, mu- very much, Mo, for checking me. You are now the producer, Mo Ron. My producer is a Mo Ron. Um, but uh, Broncos hopefully getting after this year with the edge rusher position and uh, Von Miller, Bradley Chubb back. I guess, what are the expectations? What do we expect this year? Von Miller, a year older, Bradley Chubb contract, year, uh, year before the fifth year option. What to expect for the Broncos edge rushing duo, which on paper might be the best edge rushing duo in the NFL this season. Yeah. And it, again, it's the elephant in the room is health, right? Health yeah. and age, but, um, but Von Miller, and sometimes those go hand in hand, <laughs> um, but Von, Von Miller being healthy 
you know, if, if he comes back, I don't think double digits is out of the question here. So if you go maybe flip those numbers, if you look at uh, Miller at 14 and a half and Chubb at 12, now that one's slowing down and one's coming back from an injury or something with 17 games, I think maybe you can flip those. And I think your expectations are double digits for both of them. I don't think that would be out of the question to you. No, not at all. Um, obviously, we both know that Von Miller and uh, Bradley Chubb, a lot of their production is going to depend on game flow and situation because sacks um, themselves, especially in today's NFL, inter- uh, interceptions and sacks just continue to go down because the passing games are becoming more efficient. They're more quick strike. They're more spreads. There's more options. Um, so the best way to get those sacks and that those kind of uh, that production is to have an offense that is at least somewhat formidable, at least average. Um, so the other team is put in a position where they have to be aggressive and take those chances and put themselves in a spot where they could get sacked rather than like, oh, we're going to play protect the football, protect the lead and uh, not move on. Um, so that's the thing you got to worry about there with them is what's the Broncos offense going to look like. We still don't know so much depends on the quarterback, which is almost a complete unknown for the Broncos this year right now. Um, but uh, no, I think, I think at least eight sacks each, but if you want this team to be making the playoffs, I think both have to push 10, probably honestly, both of them have to average like 11 and a half because well, there's not go ahead. And, and if you look at it, you know, where's Malik Reed fit into this? Yeah. You know, he he led the team question. last year. So if one of them isn't quite up to speed out of form, however you want to say it, you know, Malik Reed might be the best number three option in the country, mm-hmm. in the country. I'm, I'm so used to talking college football. Uh, in the NFL as well. So, you know, let's, let's not sleep on him because he led the team in sacks last year. Yeah, no, he's, uh, he's also one that we should get, we have to get to because the Broncos are, he's on a uh, contract season this year, I believe. So, um, that's a, uh, that's a big one for him. I just think he doesn't fit in it as well. And let's get to this. Uh, somebody who does fit in Mo Ron, thank you very much uh, with a very, uh, supportive, uh, $5 super over on YouTube, but also a very kind comment as well saying, I wish you guys had more support. This show blows the other mile high huddle shows out of the water. Keep up the good work guys. And thank you. Well, Mo, uh, this is a double-edged sword because I'm on two other shows. So <laughs> what are you trying to say? No, um, I thank you very much for the kind words and the comments. Um, we appreciate you a lot. And chase coming in all MHH is great. Yeah. I, I love that. Every show kind of has its own flavor. So uh, well, that's, and it's, and it's not a competition. No, you know, it's not, um, you know, I, I've always said, I, I don't have to be, I don't have to be Coke. I can be Pepsi, you know, that, that's coming from an Atlanta person. I, I can't say that too loud, but you know, no one else has to fail for me to succeed. If we're succeeding and we're on the right trajectory, uh, Mo, that's, that's, that's what I like, you know, for a, a relatively fledgling show that we've got here, the trajectory of the show is something I think that Nick and I are both very happy with. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's a lot of fun. I'm really excited to see what this can grow into as the, uh, season gets closer and we start and get into the regular season. Um, but I've been having a lot of fun um, just, and hopefully also the Broncos edge rushers can have a lot of fun. So let's get back to Von Miller here real quick, because uh, I, again, like I've said a hundred times, I really tried not to be biased on here. I put away the fan hat a long time ago to put on the analyst hat because I'm not here to run a, uh, a fan page, right? We're not here to like the best cheers organizing there. I want to analyze this team and give you guys unbiased news. Von Miller, I have a hard time with. So expectations. Okay, here, for I, have, I have a question when we start talking about expectations. So uh, wh- I think his best year, second best year was 2018, 14 and a half sacks. Mm-hmm. He played 15 games, started all 15 in 2019, but that number dropped to eight and he was 30. Mm-hmm. Why? Why did his numbers drop off so much in 2019? 
Uh, there are multiple uh, reasons here, just like anything, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, guys. I I never can answer things in a tweet because I have too much to say. Um, <laughs> but the uh, sacks themselves historically tend to fluctuate a lot year to year. They're not super predictive. Except his. His have you know, been consistent. Except his. When you start looking, when you start looking in, in every – his numbers are crazy consistent. When you start looking yeah. at – if he's played at least 10 games and basically he played 16 in all but one – Mm-hmm. 11 and a half, 18 and a half, 14, 11, 13 and a half, 10, 14 and a half, eight. Yep. So that eight kind of stands out for a 30 year old who then got injured. Mm-hmm. So playing, you know, yeah, we think we're, we're happy to have Von Miller back, but what Von Miller are we getting back? Because now yeah. he's 32, 31, he'll be, 32. He'll be 32, you know, and his 30 is, is he, we saw a, a, pretty significant drop-off in 2019 in his 30-year-old season. So what Von Miller are we getting back? I, I will retort, and again, this is – I'm very much pull for Von Miller um, mm-hmm. on the field, uh, but a big thing for that is his statistics uh, outside of the sack numbers, his pressure rate, his quarterback hits, his pass rush win, uh, win rate were all almost equal to his uh, career norms, which to me means he should definitely uh, resort back. It's just kind of a blip in the data. And as you like to say, small enough sample size, which Von Miller, I know it's multiple years, but it's still one player. Um, you can prove anything. And historically speaking, larger I've sample heard that size. somewhere before. Yeah. That's <laughs> like, like you like to say, that's a good one. Um, <laughs> but looking at every single player ever, the sacks are not super predictive year to year. Obviously good players will tend to stay in that upper range, whatnot, but the thing that is the most predictive and consistent is the pass rush win rate, uh, win rate, say that 10 times fast and uh, the uh, pressures and Von Miller was very high that season. So another issue is the back of uh, the secondary was not as good. Obviously that was the Joe Flacco uh, drew lock rookie season, not having Bradley Chubb on the other side. I, I honestly can't even was, was it Malik Reed as the other start? No, it was Jeremiah Tauchu as the other starter across from Von Miller that season, which, I mean, he played admirably, but like you did not have horses there to really. Yeah, now you're getting double teams on. every time. No yep. questions asked. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not as worried about Von Miller's that blip season because of all the other uh, data that surrounds him. Um, but uh, it's more that age number, right? Coming off the injury, the age and Von Miller, he's not a, a power player, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, he is very much a bend and quick twitch player. And those are traits that once they go, once you lose that edge, even if you go from like 95 to 90 or 95 to 85, that's a big difference um, for how much that matters on the football field. So we'll see how Vaughn does this year. Um, I still expect a 10 sack season. He's still going to be extremely, an extremely good player, but is he going to be the top five edge rusher in the NFL this season? I don't know. He does have an amazing depth in secondary. Bradley Chubb should be as good as he's ever been this season. Those all are all working for Von Miller. But is he going to be the straw that stirs the drink for this Broncos defense like he has been for almost his entire career? I don't know. I don't know just yet. I, I'm, I'm I'm skeptical. And this might be the last year of Von Miller in Denver because um, I do not think he's going to take a, uh, a team-friendly deal, uh, it'd be, especially if the Broncos are not a Super Bowl contender, um, which is, you know, probably unless Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater take crazy steps forward, probably not going to be a Super Bowl contender this year. Um, so we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens, but man, I, I hope Von Miller can stick around. I know it's super rare to have players be a one team guy for life. I mean, if Tom Brady and Peyton Manning can move on to other teams, then Von Miller can too. Uh, and just like, uh, you guys can be upset about Von Miller leaving, but Broncos probably don't win a Super Bowl, and Von Miller doesn't have the career. He doesn't have if DeMarcus Ware doesn't leave longtime Dallas 
to come to Denver. It's just, that's how the league works. Um, but, uh, I'm hoping Vaughn can stick around. I hope he has a big year and I hope that he's in Denver for foreseeable future. But so the cliff notes version of this was there's multiple reasons. It's a statistical anomaly. I'm more worried about his age and injury than the drop off in production. Yep. Yep. Right. Exactly. Yep. hundred percent. Um, that's what do you, what do you think? Uh, I know the Broncos again, they did try to replace Von Miller this offseason. There's no way yeah. to go look around it. They also looked at his future replacement. The Broncos, multiple reports, verified people saying the Broncos were looking to trade up to number 20 overall to go take Jalen Phillips. I think Jalen Phillips ends up going 18. Um, and he's a totally different type of edge rusher than Von Miller, which maybe that's worth noting um, for Vic Fangio as well. But uh, Broncos have been looking hard for that future replacement for Von Miller. Um, and, uh, the end well, is not, unfortunately. Here's here's the other the other one that you hear me say a lot is old and expensive is no way to be, right? Yeah. yeah. So when you're sitting on an $18 million contract, you're coming off an injury. You had half the sacks the year before that. They're going to look to replace you. So mm-hmm. now it's up to him. Now it's up to him. Do you want to make keep making $20 million for what you know a one-year contract? Or, you know, maybe even 12 or 13 to go to a contender as a free agent. So it's in his hands and you know, he's going to be motivated that, that it's yeah. almost over for me is creeping into the back of his mind big time. So I've got to work harder and, and, and be stronger and faster than I've ever been in my whole life. And I've got to prove anybody that's made it at this level has a competitive drive that is way beyond what normal people have. So yeah. he's got that fire burning in him in order to prove that he's still who he is. And he's got maybe one or two more years, maybe three, um, you know, playing the 33, 34 to prove that. And who should be the recipient of the best of those years. It should be this year. Should be, yeah. should be this year. This should be the best season he's got for the rest of his career. That's uh, uh, if we look back, this should be his best season. That's what yeah. I'm hoping for. Me too. Me too. Um, but, um, uh... We'll see what happens. Broncos have been looking to move on, um, but the big guy who really needs to step forward, and I think it's probably unfair to put uh, Von Miller level expectations on him um, because Von Miller, in my book, especially if he can close out and have a good another three to four seasons, should be a first ballot Hall of Famer, um, especially with, I mean, he had a Super Bowl winning defining season as well. That whole playoff run, he was incredible. Um, so uh, Bradley Chubb, but before we get on to Bradley Chubb, Corey Johnson coming in here with an uh, interesting question. How important when trying to get sacks is alternating between man zone and blitz in order to be less predictable in coverage? Is our team better equipped to do that this year? Also having leads. So uh, you can blitz either man and zone, right? That Broncos defense in 98, 99 was uh, renowned for their zone blitzing. Um, that was something that the league hadn't seen th- as much of. And I know the Steelers also um, went under uh, Dick LeBeau, a lot of zone blitzing that made that defense pretty formidable. Uh, historically speaking, Vic Fangio does not like to blitz. He likes to make it harder on the quarterback, create less space down the field. And uh, if he could win pass rush wise with uh, three guys, I think he would <laughs> typically he does use four, but um, it's, it is important to be able to do that sometimes. And also it depends on your, uh, your personnel, like the Broncos, once they uh, plugged in Alexander Johnson, who is six foot five, 245 pounds, and he's big and long, but he's not the most fleet of foot. What's the best usage for that guy? Dropping him in space to cover a tight end or sending him up the a gap. They're, they're sending them on blitzes. So um, Broncos, but the, the defense in general should be better uh, suited to get uh, sacks this year because the secondary is in a sieve, right? Last year, they were just, they had no cornerbacks left. 
Yeah, and the the coverage is going to help for sure is one. And then you know, thinking on this question, um, we're talking about schemes. For me, situational sacks can be scheme based. That's where you're going to get those when you talk about blitzes. Like, okay, we're going to disguise a corner blitz, and the corner is going to come in and get a sack. But your corner is not going to lead your team in sacks. Mm-hmm. So it, it, the the consistency that you need is still going to come from good players. It's still yeah. going to be coming from plus players. And the Broncos have at least three of them, maybe four, if, if, if we count Draymond Jones, uh, if, if he oh, takes that step forward, because his contract year is coming up too. Yeah. He's, got, he's got two more years of control with a base salary right now of 875000 Six sacks from a 3-4 end? That's really good. Uh, yeah. The 3-4 defensive line is a mother of a position. Your job yeah. is basically just to grab two blockers and, and let the linebackers do all the work. Well, get all the glory. You're doing all the work. Yeah. So six sacks from a three-four end is big time. Yep. So um, when you look at schemes, you can scheme your way into sacks from different areas with blitzes, but the bulk of the sacks still comes from pass rushers who know how to beat their man. Yep. Nope. Absolutely, you are uh, correct there. Um, yeah, it's uh, hopefully it'll work out that way. And there is some synergy between the interior defensive line and edge. And guys, I see some questions about the interior defensive line. We're already at. 30 minutes. Um, let's do the interior defensive line um, on Thursday. We'll really get into that and talk some Draymond Jones, Shelby Harris, uh, Mike Purcell, McTelvin Ajim, et cetera, et cetera. Um, base case coming in here saying off topic question about college quarterbacks. Uh, thoughts on Matt Corral, Carson Strong, and Malik Willis for the 2022 quarterback class. Uh, Matt Corral, I watched him somewhat uh, watching Elijah Moore. Uh, he does have some talent. I think he has some tools. I'm not sure if they're like overwhelming tools like I think he has less in his uh, toolkit than any of the top four drafted quarterbacks last season granted last season was a uh, pretty incredible quarterback class um, overall I mean if you have what was it five quarterbacks going in the top 15 that's that's an incredible class um, Carson Strong I like Carson Strong's arm I just I think if you have a quarterback who is purely pocket based in today's NFL you're going to be limited no matter what and Carson Strong he is he looks like a quarterback that would have gone pretty early in the nineties. I think he'll still go. He's still got a chance to be a first round quarterback. I mean, hell Mac Jones did, and he's not fleet of foot at all. So there's still a niche for him, but it's not for me. You know how like some guys are like, Oh man, I really love blondes and brunettes. I just, I'm not attracted to redheads. That's how I feel about pocket quarterbacks. You know, just, they're just not for me. Maybe there's somebody else's cup of tea. I'm never going to fall in love with another pocket quarterback. Yeah, and I, I don't, I don't have that problem. See, I, yeah. I, I don't care polka dot or whatnot. I always said I'll prove it because Mystique is hot and she's blue. I, I just don't <laughs> care. Hot is hot. <laughs> so um, I, to me, there's more than one one way to skin a cat. You know, we're, we, you talk about mobile quarterbacks have done it. You know, going going back through the years, John Elway, Steve Young, guys who can't move a lick have done it. Peyton yeah. Manning's, you know, the, yeah. he couldn't move at all. Tom Brady doesn't move a ton. Ben Roethlisberger's hard, hard to sack. There's there's more than one way to skin a cat. So yeah, for me it's that's why I never really liked the whole going back through the the recruiting process, pro style, dual threat, all this nonsense. I mean, quarterbacks, you still got to be able to play quarterback. Um, the systems are so much different in the NFL that I do get that a little bit. Uh, and base case, I haven't scouted these guys much at all. So I, I'm going to let him go on. I'm going to let Nick handle what he's seen so far. I'll start doing some more because these questions are starting to pop up more and more often that I don't think yeah. I'm going to be able to wait until the season starts. So I'll start doing some homework on these guys this week and we'll be able to talk quarterbacks uh, more extensively next week. Um, but Nick's, Nick's watched these guys a lot more than I have. But 
I don't mind if a kid, if a kid can play quarterback, he can play. Cause for me, it's all about getting the ball away quickly, accurately and good decision-making. And then do you have that enough factor that we talk about? Do you have enough arm? Do you have enough size? Uh, do you have enough mobility or some combination thereof? But uh, I'm not, I'm not sold or against any one way. Now, obviously, you know, if, if you can have the physical features of, of Cam Newton in Peyton Manning's brain, that, that's, that's your quarterback. Yeah. That's, that's you. Yeah. Those, those guys don't come around very often. If ever. Um, I guess I will push back just a little bit, just for the sake of, uh, you know, it's first take on ESPN, but, um, the thing for me about the quarterback, uh, factor, as far as athleticism, they don't have to be out there being Michael Vick, but they have to have enough athleticism to be some to function independently of the offensive line. You cannot have to have to have an above average offensive line to have your offense function because it's just too hard to field that type of offensive line. And I know there's Peyton Manning's there's Tom Brady's, but you're talking about like the S tier of players who have ever existed uh, brain wise after seeing what the Broncos function when they had probably close to an average offensive line, maybe slightly below average, below average, but the year with Joe Flacco um, where, you know, he can't function at all. He cannot step up in the pocket. He cannot escape at all. You're limiting yourself on broken plays, big plays. Um, I need to have at least some level of functional athleticism from the quarterback position um, for a quarterback coming in. If I'm going to take them, early in the draft. I'm not saying I've, said, I've said this before and I'll say it again because this is a, a, a good time because the MLB draft. But if you go back and look at the last five years, the evolution of the quarterback position to more of the spread running, I, I think is very well linked to the Major League Baseball draft. If you look yeah. at the draft, where are all the six, five big arm quarterbacks? It's like, oh, they've been phased out of football. No, no, they haven't. They have not. A 6'5 quarterback that can throw at 80 yards has a place in the NFL all the time. They're playing baseball now. Yeah. You go look, they're all they're all playing. There's what 13 man rotations now, you know, uh, pitching staffs. What's 13 times 30? Almost 450 jobs in Major League Baseball, you know, playing yeah. a pitcher, and there's 30 starting quarterbacks in the NFL, and you're getting paid as much to be a middle reliever as you are an average quarterback in the NFL, and your your quality of life is better. So baseball is robbing the pocket passers from the NFL. And I'll, I'll take that one to my grave for sure. No, it's definitely something also they're uh, They're not as stringent on their height parameters anymore. I mean, you look at 10, 15 years ago, uh, Russell Wilson, uh, Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray. Yeah. These, mm-hmm. these smaller quarterbacks, yeah, yeah, um, you know, Doug, Doug Flutie was a unicorn and, and yeah. he got, didn't get a chance. He had to go to the CFL, you know, to, yep. to play. Exactly. So the game has changed a little bit there, but again, I'm, I need for a baseline. We're talking, I'm not completely out on them, but for first round top 10 quarterbacks got to have some functional athleticism uh, in today's league, because it's way too hard to have a average offensive line year after year. So I need a quarterback who can function somewhat independently of the offensive line. I know pie in the sky, but uh, well, and, and and for me, Nick, part of that athleticism is, is just footwork. You know, they all, you have to have great feet to play quarterback period. So, you know, if you can be Peyton Manning, you know, he kind of shuffles along, but he avoids, the rush just with a quick shuffle and having the poise and the vision, you know, he's one of those guys that has at least 180 degrees of vision. And then yeah. an eyes, I said eyes in the back of his head that with good feet, he's able and a quick release, he's able to avoid a lot of that stuff. So that's the type of, you know, we mentioned balance. We mentioned you know, th- those kind of things that can't be measured, but you can tell when someone's got them. And that's athleticism that, that you don't necessarily get credit for because mm-hmm. it can't be measured. But, you know, w- when we talk about Peyton Manning and, and not being mobile, he's not fast, he's not no. quick, but he's got great feet and good awareness. And yeah. if you can do that as a quarterback, you can be a good quarterback. 
Yeah, and also probably the best uh, pre-snap maestro <laughs> that's ever played the game. But uh, Lonnie coming in, thank you for the stars earlier. Originally from Cheyenne, now from Vegas. With the average quarterback play this year, this defense can make us super. Well, Broncos did it in 2015 with bad quarterback play. Love Peyton, but let's call a spade a spade. He was bad in 2015. <laughs> so uh, anything can happen. Now, granted, they call that no-fly zone defense in 2015 uh, all-time. And what does – I mean – all time means that it happens once ever, right? It's all time defense for the Broncos. So to expect 2015 again is probably not realistic. Um, but I think they can be a top five defense this year. They can be healthy, and uh, as long as the quarterback play isn't bottom three in the NFL this season, that should be and, enough and, to make. And them Nick, that's what I was going to say. Average quarterback play. You know, let's be honest. That's a big step. A significant leap forward. Yeah. Yep. So that means your whole offense got significantly better if you mm-hmm. can just get to average. Yep. So getting to average is not necessarily, oh, it was average. Well, average isn't a bad thing right now. And, and no. I agree with you. You get average quarterback play with that offense and this defense, this is going to be a fun team to watch. Yeah, and I heard something. I don't remember which football player it was. It was a former football player, but they were talking about um, improving the quarterback position. And they said something like going from a C-level quarterback to a B-level quarterback is a bigger significant change for your team's performance than going from an F-level tackle to an A-level tackle. <laughs> like that's just even an incremental improvement at the quarterback position has a much bigger effect than going from worst to first at a different position. It's about another $10 million on your salary cap too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. And I think it was in reference to the... Uh, the Rams going from Jared Goff to Matt Stafford, just saying like that incremental change uh, has bigger grand sweeping changes than almost switching any other position. So it's, that's just, I mean, God, guys, you've heard it all off season from us, the quarterback position. It's a have or have not league there. So uh, average though, we'll take it. I will take it. Please, God, please give me average quarterback. And that's just because I want to see what this offense, oh, these offensive weapons can do. We, we've said before, you know, this is the greatest team game in sports, you know, mm-hmm. period. And every other sport that we love to watch an individual can basically take it over. And, you know, except for, you know, Lawrence Taylor or somebody on defense, that doesn't happen in, in football. And there's so much synergy and connection. You know, we're talking edge rushers. Well, the edge rushers aren't going to do anything unless the, the defensive aren't going to be able to get to the quarterback if the secondary is a C. Well, now flip that, you know, around and take another look as the edge rushers are getting pressure. Now the secondary gets better. As the quarterback play gets better, the running ba- the running game gets better, the intermediate, short, and long passing gets better, everything. So taking that F, F-level play quarterback, you know, if you're bottom, you know, bottom uh, third, bottom three, that's probably an F, wouldn't you think? Yeah. And moving it up to even a C at, at quarterback is going to have sweeping ramifications for this offense. And then in turn, it's going to help the defense. So there's, there's so much riding on this quarterback play that I think, and I think it should, it should, I think it should take a step forward this year without, I don't have much doubt that it will take a step forward this year. It kind of has to, right? <laughs> it, it, it would be hard for them to play much worse at that position. Um, and you'd expect your lock to take steps forward this year, just by uh, regression to the mean. Also, he was the worst quarterback in football last year under pressure and talking about sacks earlier being variant year to year. That's a stat that historically speaking, uh, fluctuates wildly. You know, there are some quarterbacks will stay in their like general area, but like going from uh, an outlier, like the, by far the worst quarterback under pressure last year, <laughs> that should that should have some positive regression. Also, uh, Justin Herbert, the best quarterback last year under pressure, should see some regression to the mean on um, that way. So hopefully we'll have some more norms going on there. Um, let's get to uh, Bradley Chubb, though, and I'm excited to see Bradley Chubb. I feel like he's a little bit 
underrated by the Broncos fan base. Um, people, uh, again, it's, I kind of hinted at it earlier. People are expecting Von Miller, which is first ballot hall of fame caliber edge rusher, number two overall pick and was out of the gate. Amazing. Um, and Bradley Chubb has been very, very good. He just isn't arguably the best edge rusher in the NFL. Good top 15. Yes. Um, maybe top 10 at some point in his career. Very, very much so. Yes. But for the fifth overall pick for a position of value, like edge rusher, that's really hard to find. Um, I think he's been good for his uh, value. Obviously probably would have rather had Josh Allen in hindsight, but you know, at least it wasn't a bust pick because Bradley Chubb's still very good. And I think he's still on a uh, all pro path um, in his career and uh, he's going to get paid one way or another because production's there. Um, He's a good pass rusher. He can play in multiple fronts, um, good frame, still ascending and also a, uh, business-like work ethic off the field. So I'm, I'm really excited to see what Bradley Chubb can do this year. And just please God stay healthy. Well, and, and you know, you've heard me say this before when someone says, Oh, he's overrated or he's a bus. I'm like, well, if he's overrated, what do you rate him? Were you expecting him to be the next Von Miller? Because that's not realistic. No. Or, well, he's a bust. He was a fifth overall pick. Well, what do you think? He's, he was, he was, he made the pro bowl in his, in his third season. That's pretty good. You got a, a Pro Bowl edge rusher and you got a, a former, you know, a Von Miller coming back. You know, this guy is a Pro Bowler in his third season. Yeah. Well, season. Honestly, his, I would say his second season because his sophomore year, he got robbed. He only played like three games. Well, there's a, there's a saying that the, in, in an MLB, it says you usually get elected to the All-Star game the year after you deserve it. And I think that translates to yeah. to other teams as well. Like the, the if you're one of those multi-year guys, your last year that you go to the, the All-Star game, Pro Bowl, whatever you probably didn't deserve it, but you probably deserved it a year before that as you helped build your name. So that makes sense to me because um, I was, uh, was looking through some historical running backs yesterday, you know, and this guy had 1500 yards and didn't make it. And then in his last season, his fourth straight, he had 800 yards and made it. I'm like, okay, that, that, that's that old saying. You usually get it the year after you deserve it. So that makes sense. But I think that tends to certainly, be uh, you know, we, we talked about this. Would you have rather had this guy at quarterback? But, you know, when you've got a, a pro bowl, when you get a pro bowler with that pick, it's, it's a little hard to complain. Yeah, no, he's so he's very good this year. And let's get to Clayton real quick with our defense. Do you guys think a 2.0 no fly zone again? Just do you think it'll be a no fly zone again this year um, on paper? I think the Broncos secondary is better talent wise, depth wise. The big thing about that in 2015 no-fly zone was uh, they had incredible pass rush in front of them, which made everything different. I mean, you're talking about four deep at the edge rush position um, with uh, Sha- Shaquille Barrett, who we've seen as incredible. Uh, Shane Ray, before he injured his wrist, um, who is really good. DeMarcus Ware, Von Miller at his absolute peak, which was probably the second most valuable defensive player in football at his peak, only behind J.J. Watt, um, who <laughs> has absurd uh, peak seasons. He honestly, it's unfortunate for Von Miller that he played the same time as JJ Watt because JJ Watt was doing stuff that you hadn't seen since <laughs> God, uh, Reggie white um, out there. But uh, you know, that's a, that that's a hard one for me. Um, also another big thing is the style of defense. The Broncos r- ran back then to now um, they're running this Vic Fangio defense, which again, best in the NFL right now, scheme wise uh, limits, big plays does a lot of stuff to confuse quarterbacks uh, showing too high before the snap, then dropping one of the safeties. So it's, it limits what uh, quarterbacks can do with pre-snap wise. Um, but that no fly zone in uh, 2015, they had three top 20 man corners and they could play simple, stupid out there and let the pass rush get after it. And 
the safety is not as good then. The linebackers are a little bit, be- a little bit better than I think people probably overrate Marshall and Trevathan that year compared to Alexander Johnson and Josie Jewell this year. Um, but uh, I think if you have, like, if you could put three top 10 man corners on the defense right now and just play straight up, you know, cover two man the whole time and your cornerbacks are good enough, that'd be incredible. That limits so much. It's really hard to run that kind of defense um, consistently in the NFL. It leaves you vulnerable to some big plays as well. Um, so, Hopefully you're getting what I'm saying here, nuanced wise. Um, the scheme wise and the type of corners backs the Broncos had made them more more valuable. They could have more of an impact and limit the safeties and linebacker influence. Where that's not the case in Vic Fangio's defense, it's going to take the entirety of the back seven working uh, holistically together for it to function. So uh, I think that the secondary here is maybe more depth, more talent, especially Justin Simmons. But the style of defense lended itself where cornerbacks could cover up more of that. Uh, the back seven in that 2015 defense. So to sum up, I'll do this again. <laughs> to put it a lot between, of the personnel was probably a little bit better back then and they took more chances. So, uh, you know, there, there's better probably more big plays, but the, the scoring could be limited on this one because you got to grind it out and earn it now. You, yep. You've got to, it might not be quite as flashy, but the defense could be just as effective. Yep. Absolutely. So uh, we'll see. A lot of it's going to depend on, what that pass rush can look like this season. Um, so we need, uh, I know you guys are chopping at the bit. Can Draymond Jones turn into another six uh, sack guy? Can McTelvin regime take a step forward? Can they stay healthy? Uh, et cetera, et cetera. Super sticker coming in here. Broncos 17 and 0 with a $20 super sticker. I'm going to imagine it's a picture of uh, Von Miller and Bradley Chubb back to back, you know, arms crossed uh, the pre pre graphic there. I'm cause I can't pull it up on Facebook. Um, but Thank you very much, Broncos seventeen and zero, for the very generous super chat. We appreciate you coming in here yeah, all the time. Um, you know, yes. we, we we don't forget. We, we appreciate your your continued support for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chase saying I like our defense, but hard to put them over Washington football team or Tampa yet. I agree. I agree with you there. Um, Washington football team probably has the best front seven in football this year. Chase Young year two, Montez Sweat, um, Jonathan Allen. I'm probably forgetting some more names. Uh, they're they're a lot of fun. They're very talented. And uh, Tampa Bay, we saw what they did last year. Um, maybe not the edge rushers the Broncos have, but uh, they have good depth in the secondary as well. Let's get to it, though. Um, Bradley Chubb, I think a lot of people un, uh, look at the sacks last year and think, oh, man, Bradley Chubb, Malik Reed. Malik Reed had more sacks. He's better. But that doesn't tell the entire story. The sacks are a statistic that are very situational. They can lie. And a lot of it depends on what's going on scheme-wise, what other teams are doing. And I found this uh, infographic um, back in February, I think. Um, but it is the – you guys let me know if it's too small. I can zoom in a little bit. Um, on my screen, zoom in. It's yeah, pretty zoom small. In a bit. Um, but uh, so we have Von Miller and Bradley, Ch- or, uh, Bradley Chubb and Malik Reed, And on the y-axis here – sorry, guys. We're doing some math here. It's pass rush win rate. And on the x-axis, it's double team rate. And I highlighted Bradley Chubb and Malik Reed here to show you guys the difference here. So while Malik Reed had more sacks last year, a lot of that was because of what opposing teams were doing. And on the left here, we got Malik Reed bottom left, uh, lower left quadrant, unfortunately, which puts him at the lower rate of double team win rate and pass rush win rate. Um, and then Bradley Chubb up here, one of the top six pass rushers last year in terms of uh, how many times he was double teamed and how many times he won. Uh, if you compare those together, then the pass rushers he's paired with JJ Watt in his own stratosphere. Um, a lot of people are talking about oh, who's Broncos going to be the best edge rushing duo this year. I'll probably go the Arizona Cardinals. I know Chandler Jones and JJ Watt have health uh, concerns, but that's still incredible. And I think Chandler Jones has been one of the most underrated edge rushers in football uh, the past in his career, uh, Joey Bosa, Miles Garrett, Chase Young, Brandon Graham, Bradley Chubb. So um, 
Bradley Chubb, while he is uh, maybe not getting the sacks that Malik Reed had last year, the straw, as I like to say, the straw that stirs the drink for this defense. Yeah, He's and, what, and what that should do is now let's put Von Miller out there and and see where that happens. You know, that win rate should go up for both of them. Um, you know, and the and then the double team should come down for Bradley Chubb because you can't double team both of them. You yep. know, so the win rate that you're going to get more single coverage, you're going to get less double teams, you're going to get more win rate. Those are all good things, and that's why it's nice to have a partner in crime out there. So, um, looking again, you asked, uh, we asked, you know, what position are we most excited to watch? Outside linebackers for me. That the, I'm, that's the one I'm most excited. You know, I, I grew up in the '80s when when outside linebackers were were cool. You know, then and then the '90s where chicks dig the the long ball commercials came out. Well, we dug the sacks in '80s. You know, Lawrence Taylor made the outside linebacker position you know a glamour position in the '80s. So. I'm looking forward to watching those two play this year. Yeah, shout out to Derek Thomas as well. Um, I know he's a chief. May he rest in peace. Speaking of which, I want to send condolences to the uh, the Denver Broncos family out there with uh, Alex Gibbs passing. Um, innovator, we've talked about what he did for the Broncos a lot. He came to Georgia, coached the Falcons and the Georgia Bulldogs, so we got to we got to be exposed to him down here. So, um, you know, that's a that was a big loss to to the football community. Yep, that's a uh, that's an unfortunate loss. Um, one of the if Mike Shanahan is the king of running backs, don't matter. Alex Gibbs has got to be the prince because uh, we're getting that offensive line in there, and we're just going to plug running backs as long as the offensive line functions and running backs will get what's blocked for him. So, uh, man, he the Broncos don't have the history they do without him. So it's a it's a loss. I don't think he's in the Ring of Fame, but if there any assistant coach should be, uh, him and Wade Phillips have uh, very much a a career or two have earned it. Um, Jeremy coming in here saying late. Sorry, Jeremy. How dare you? Um, it's okay. Do you think Vaughn takes a team deal if Chubb emerges or Rogers gets traded? I think if the Broncos get Rogers, you could see Von Miller taking a team deal. Cause I don't think he'd after going through the last five years, four years, five years of the, what do they call it? The, the world of suck or the pit of misery. Um, Broncos have been, and um, I don't think he'd want to leave that. Also, um, you know how Von Miller is when things are good. He's dancing around, having a good time. Um, so if Rodgers gets traded, I think Von's more likely to take a team deal to stick around. It's not going to be crazy, a crazy team deal, but I think you can get, shave off, you know, maybe 5%, 10% of what he'd get on the open market. Um, and then, especially then, because also uh, if Rodgers is here and the Broncos are good, sponsorship money comes in. You know, you get that renewal of the uh, Old Spice commercial with him. Maybe he'll get a bit on the uh, uh, Allstate with Aaron Rodgers. Um, him and uh, Aaron Rodgers teaming up against Patrick or uh, yeah, Patrick Mahomes. That'd be very fun. Um, and if Chubb emerges, that's a maybe, but like Chubb can emerge. I would say Chubb has already emerged. Um, and uh, that still doesn't mean the team's going to be good because <laughs> edge rusher, second most valuable position in football doesn't mean much if you don't have a quarterback. Well, and when we start talking, what does a team deal mean for, a guy that's entering his 33rd year old season coming off an injury and is at 18 million. Yeah. You know, is there any way he gets more than 10? I mean, that and that's that's the good news, bad news. If he plays his way into another contract around that, that means he had a monster season this year. So would you take that trade off? It's like, okay, I want Von Miller to be at his best and we might lose him in 2022, or I want to see a lesser Von Miller. I'd rather see Von Miller have a monster year. Um one for the Broncos, but two, I root for players. You know, I, I want him to have his biggest season. And if you lose him because someone wants to give him twenty million, so be it. Thanks, thanks, Vaughn. You 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 earned it this year, and you you proved to everyone that you're back from injury and still Von Miller. So there's a. 
I, I have a hard time seeing him getting the same money that he's on, even for a one-year deal. So yeah. what is a team-friendly deal? Because he's gonna, I think he's gonna get a pay cut in his next contract, regardless. Yeah, it really depends on what the season looks like for him. Mm-hmm. But um, that would be, uh, it'd be ideal to bring back Vaughn, and that's just because I am biased. Um, we got Matt with a long comment here. Um, thank you very much, Matt, over on Facebook. If you guys are joining us on Facebook today, please remember to click the thumbs up, the heart react. I see we got. Only two hearts right now from Gary Leeds Palmer and Richard Martin. So uh, what's the matter, guys? You don't love us? That hurts. That hurts a lot. And uh, also all the likes as well. Um, So go ahead and do that if you join us on Facebook today. Matt, though, if we look at the expectations of where Chubb should be based on projections, he's not proved to be that elite rusher he was initially thought to be. What the infographic states is Chubb is dependent on another quality rusher to lighten the load for him to be more effective. He's stuck in the great category where he was projected to be elite. And uh, I think he's right in between great and elite um, personally, and uh, he still can become elite. Um, But again, if your expectation is uh, Von Miller, I think you're missing, you're missing the mark there. You know, that that's just, that's not a fair uh, benchmark for him because Von Miller is probably a first ballot hall of famer. And uh, that's, that's a rarity even for a top five pick right? Like you want all pro for uh, Bradley Chubb. And I say he's on that way. And also you're going to see it with um, all uh, Bradley Chubb, this upcoming uh, cycle or two seasons where he's going to get paid. He's going to get paid like an elite rusher. So uh, be prepared for that. No. And I, I say third, third season coming off an injury, um, 24 years old, making the pro bowl. I'm, I'm happy. You know, yep. can he, can he get better? But, you know, looking at that, you know, fifth overall pick, um, I mean, where what? did Dante Fowler go? He, 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 like might, he might get paid like he's elite, yeah. you know, coming off. Of, he's at 12. I think he's a, in 2022. He's at 12, seven. You're going to swap that money that, that Von Miller's on at 18 right now, because he's, mm-hmm. he's going to get paid like he's elite, especially if he has that deal. So elite, uh, the, the phrase we, we say, I have a lot of phrases we use a lot. And one of them is I don't argue levels of elite, you know, Bradley Chubb's really, really good. And that yeah. infographic showed it. He was winning up here in that, in that top right, the uh, top rights as far as you can get. And he was up, up there, there. Yep. by himself almost, you know, JJ Watt didn't count. Yeah, you know, we're talking about an all timer. I mean, that's, that's not fair. Yep. Is he worth the number five pick, you know, and if he was projected to be what, um, Watt is, he would have gone number one, not number yep. five. So I think you got to be pretty happy with, uh, with where Bradley Chubb is personally. Yep, exactly. Um, and uh, we have Matt coming in here saying he's projected to be better than Miles Garrett and Von Miller coming out of North Carolina State. Matt, I don't know where you're getting from information, but it's not from me because I would have never lied to you like that. Um, if, <laughs> like as Scott just said, if uh, if he was projected to be that same type of player, guess where he was going? Number one overall, Miles yeah, Garrett. Went number Miles one. Garrett Von was Miller the number one defensive end in high school. I did a video on him. He was number one five stars defensive end coming out of high school. Number one overall pick. You know, Miles Garrett was a, a different beast. Yep. So, you know, the one that I think of projected to be and hasn't in that level is Jadavian Clowney. Yep. You know, yep. Jadavian Clowney is the best defensive end I ever saw, period. Yep. Um, and, you know, he hasn't lived up to those expectations. Now, that's a guy, number one overall, number one player in the country coming out of high school, number one overall, freak of nature as an athlete, and he hasn't put it all together, you know. So uh, that that would be, but, you know, a number five overall pick, pro bowler in his third year, I think he's on the right path. Yep. Um, and he said, I'll shoot me the link. Go ahead and do that. But uh, whoever said uh, Bradley Chubb was better. Yeah, no than one knows who but... not to listen to. <laughs> yeah. God. Um, yeah. He's not on the same level as Miles Garrett coming out. Miles Garrett's uh, probably the 
most valuable defensive player in football right now, given his age and what I, I mean, he's, if I was a betting man, um, he'd be my pick to win defensive player of the year this year. Cause I think you'll probably get better value than, uh, Aaron Donald. Um, but, uh, he's a freak. And the other guy who I would put above Chubb coming out is chase young. And you're talking about a guy who went number two overall. So he's just, he's a tier under those guys that went like top three, um, but that's still, there's a lot of value there to, to have him. Um, if Chubb so, was coming out in this draft, he might've gone number four to the Falcons. So I think he would have, I think he would have, he, he, that's probably where he would have gone. Um, yep. cause the quarterbacks went one, two, three, and it's tough to beat a franchise quarterback. Those, yep. those are usually the number ones, but I think the next highest pick player by position is probably defensive end. Uh, I'd have to look it up, but, um, you know, it's quarterback easily number one. And then after that, but he, he would have gone number four. And what yep. would my expectations have been? If I got a rookie season where he had 12 sacks. Good. Hell yeah. That's a hit. We call that a hit in the business. <laughs> yeah, uh, That's, that's at, at least a triple. Yeah. Um, and uh, I got a question for you, just a hypothetical here. No reason just came to my head. Um, what would you rather have? What brings you more value? A perennial pro bowl, all pro edge rusher or a hall of fame guard. I think it's I think it's easy. That's easy. And it goes back to one of the first times I was talking to a, a high school football player 20 years ago. And I said, which do you like playing offense or defense better? And he says, I like playing defense. And he said, why? He says, because I can end the play. If I do my job, I can end the play. So when you've got an, a, an edge rusher, he we mentioned about taking over a game. Well, you can't yep. take over the whole game, but an edge rusher that's on fire can basically end the offense. Just, just wipe out the offense. Now your offense still has to do something, yep. so you can't quite take over the game. But the edge rusher, I'd, I'd much rather have. I'd much rather have the Pro Bowl edge rusher there than a Hall of Fame guard. Absolutely, eat your hearts out, Quentin Nelson screamers. Sorry, but yeah, um, Nate Newton, you know those guys. But I, I'd rather have Demarcus Ware than Nate Newton. Yep, of course, Demarcus uh, Ware is probably going to the Hall of Fame. But yeah. you know, um, you know, looking back at those Cowboys teams, but I can, I can, all those great teams, you can probably. Every great team, you can probably name a defensive end. You probably can't name the guard. Yep. You know, yeah, the defense, a defensive end can end a play on his own. The guard yep. is part of the system. Yep. Uh, offensive lines are much more about the uh, the weakest link. The collective. You know, yep, it's, collective. it's about the collective. Yep. Exactly. So it will be really interesting. And uh, I've had people, you know, still screaming at me about Quentin Nelson because I was saying I wouldn't take Quentin Nelson in the top five uh, just because there's no guarantee for him to be a Hall of Famer. He'd have to be a Hall of Famer to be worth a top five pick as a guard. Um, and he yeah, looks like I mean, he's on that path. Well, it's so. like tight ends. You know, this is, Kyle Pitts is the highest tight end that's ever been taken. What guard has ever been taken that high? Any? Quentin Nelson. That's the only um, – I guess you could say uh, Robert Gallery, but he was drafted to be a tackle. Yeah, and, 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 and having a tackle that moved yeah. to guard just means you missed your evaluation. You yeah. Know? You know, it's like yep. we, you, don't, you don't draft those guys that high to put them at guard. You, nope. you draft them to put them at tackle, and then, ah, crap, he's not good enough to play tackle. I missed. Maybe he can play guard, which yep. goes back to the whole argument. If I can get a guy to play tackle, the, you know, the tackle is more valuable than the guard. The guard is yep. – I'd almost rather have the, the big-time center mm-hmm. than, yep. than the guard. You know, when we talk about guys you remember and Hall of Famers, I can think of – I can't think of them off the top of my head right now. <laughs> but I can name more centers than I can guards through through the ages. Yep, and uh, ask answering Chase here, it's, would you say it's easier to find a serviceable guard versus an edge rusher? Yes. Right, like close. it's – and it's really like the difference between a I difference maker at guard and edge rusher. It's night and day. Um, so, uh, yeah, Matt, send there us the are link. literally thousands of six, three, 300 pounders that can move. There are not nearly as many 
six three to six six, two hundred and fifty plus pounders that are quick twitch guys. Yep. Just it's it's not even it's not even close. Guards, you know, guards are for me, and, and going back to you know, referencing Alex Gibbs, who we've talked about, you know, the interior line is as much about the system as it is the player. It it just is. Now finding yeah. those guys that are six six, three hundred plus that can move like power forwards at tackle, those are real hard to find. But interior linemen, they're they're but dime a dozen. They just yeah. are. Uh, and uh, we got not much time left. The Broncos, we talked a lot of time. We got into some quarterback talk here, not even about the Broncos, just in general um, and the position in general, and uh, which is a lot of fun. But Malik Reed, um, I am uh, I'm a big fan of Malik Reed. I don't think the Broncos, though, are a fan enough to pay him what he's looking for. I've heard some uh, rumblings about from his agent that Malik Reed's looking for uh, $14 million a year, 12 to $14 million a year. I, I think he's going to get that because, again, teams are – desperate for edge rushers and he had a good uh, sack season last year but i do not think that he's going to get that from the broncos now what makes me say that broncos again it's the same thing with von miller looking to replace him they had malik reed last year they got a full season of seeing what a future of bradley chubb and malik reed could look like what do the broncos do they go out they try to sign leonard floyd to a big multi-year deal doesn't work out because he gets a big deal from the rams but you know that's number one number two again they tried to trade up for a uh, jalen phillips which would have cost the Broncos probably their first round pick this year. Um, so what does that say to me? They say Malik Reed, uh, we like you. Thank you for being on here. Undrafted free agent. Another hit for the Broncos. Finding a productive undrafted free agent at edge rusher. Extremely wow. rare. I just, I just looked at his contract. I didn't even realize he was, he was a free agent. That's, that's yeah. a home run. Yes, it is. Um, Broncos. Again, I think this fan base, because we're so close to the situation, they found all pro undrafted free agent, Chris Harris, Chris Harris jr. Is an undrafted free agent. That's extremely rare. Shaquille Barrett, undrafted free agent, another extremely rare thing. Um, so uh, that's a. Uh, I think Malik Reed, though, he's was very good last year. They're going to get value out of him this year. I do not think they are going to go out there and uh, pay him a big contract this year, though, after uh, his contract expires. So yeah, that's you know, kudos to the scouting department there. Um, and do they do do they do supplemental picks? I don't think so. Do they? Do you, what do you get if you lose a free agent, or is that just baseball? It's compensatory. Okay. Um, the compensatory. Oh, at picks, the end, yeah, yeah the, the fifth and sixth, of the comp picks. That's right. Yep. From the third pick, third round on, mm-hmm. um, they have compensatory picks. Um, but you have it's a weird formula where you like you cannot pay another guy a similar contract, uh, another free agent that was not released. It's it's we could have a whole episode on the intricacies of the compensatory pick. Um, but uh, if they let him walk and the Broncos do not pay a free agent whose contract expired an equivalent contract then they should get a comp pick back. And what does that mean for next year? Are there going to be a bunch more free agents or teams looking to spend because the cap should be bouncing back? Uh, we'll see what the ramifications of this past year are, but uh, that's definitely something you could look out for there. Um, and we got Mo Ron saying uh, Malik Reed, see ya. You know, maybe you can get that contract back from good job guys from Lonnie. Thank you very much. Bron- Broncos for breakfast. There's that hashtag beef B4B CC's in the house. Good to see you morning Broncos country. Hope you all doing great. Trevor's coming in as well. Morning fellas. Good to see you, Trevor. Um, and, uh, here we go. CC coming in about Malik Reed saying, love the guy. And he deserves a bag for grinding and working his behind off to beat the odds from a UDFA to be a really productive player. I'll be happy for him. But if he's wanting that type of money, see ya. Um, Greg saying great breakfast talk fellas. Thank you very much. And uh, Matt still coming here, Matt. Thank you so much for the contact, uh, comments here. Um, we also have to remember the draft class was riddled with quarterbacks, Baker, Darnold, Rosen. We see Baker, Barkley, Darnold, Ward go before him based on quarterback inflation alone. They'd go before an edge. Barkley looked 
to uh, to be a generational talent. Ward is a head scratcher there. Ward has been really good. Um, the issue is for him is a uh, health. And uh, I think obviously the Browns, if they could redo it, I think they'd probably go with Chubb to have pair miles, get rid of Chubb would be incredible. Um, but uh, that's the conversation, right? Like quarterback, you never know if they're going to hit or not, but uh, you got to hit them. And man, this, uh, this one bet person is really bothering me. I got to block them again. Um, so uh, we're already at an hour. We do have to talk for though the Broncos depth at the edge rusher position. And I'll just name some guys. If anything jumps out to you, that's uh, totally fine. We don't have to talk about it too much, but um, you got Derek Tuska. I think either he was Mr. Irrelevant or close to it uh, two years ago. Jonathan Cooper Broncos just took him in the seventh round. Um, the Broncos also brought in um, Andre Mintz, a college free agent this year. Um, and uh, Baron Browning, also a dark horse for that edge rusher position. Um, but uh Nobody here really jumps out to me besides Baron Browning as a guy who could potentially be a long-term viable option to edge rusher. Now you have to have depth and not every single player you have on your roster is going to end up being a great player. You you have to have those bottom of the roster guys, but uh, the way this roster is set up, Malik Reed, Von Miller, free agency end of the year, Bradley Chubb injury. This is a position that's primed for the Broncos to use number one overall next year. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised at all if that's the direction they go, uh, depending on how the draft falls, uh, who's available, the quarterback position, et cetera, et cetera. Let's keep an eye on Jonathan Cooper. Uh, okay. Watched him a bit at uh, at Senior Bowl. Um, very, very good being able to get him undrafted. A mm-hmm. uh, little undersized, so that outside linebacker position didn't have a great measurables for you know compared to his production. So that's a guy I think that you can you can keep an eye on for depth. I think that's a, another good pickup. Yeah, Jonathan Cooper went in the seventh round. I think he fell uh, – because he also has a heart condition that which he just had to have surgery on again. Um, he should be able to play with it. But again, that's one of those things where teams are like, well, it's an unknown variable. What does it mean? Long-term it's, I'm, I'm not taking him in the fifth round. You know, I'll wait until the seventh for that reason. That's where he fell. Um, but he's definitely one. I'm honestly hoping the Broncos this year, because he had that heart surgery again. Um, maybe they can free up an extra roster spot and put him on the IR for the year, give him a redshirt season as a seventh round pick, and then see what you can get uh, a year beyond that. I think that's, you know, it's kind of uh, cheating. It's kind of like keeping a baseball player um, in triple triple a for a year to get that extra year of control. It's more yeah, about bring him up until the middle of June. Yep. Even though they're killing it in triple a, um, but uh, what are your thoughts here? Overall edge rushing position, uh, final uh, parting thoughts uh, as how the Broncos should be this year for that position and uh, going forward, how it stacks up. Well, I mean, we can talk about depth and in, in the guys, but it's, they're, they're only going to go as far as, as Von Miller and Bradley Chubb and Malik Reed as a, as a potential, uh, you know, spell on the other two, but Von Miller and Bradley Chubb obviously are the keys. There's no one else in the stratosphere of those guys. So get the production, get the health. That's going to be how good your defense is going to be. And that's a pretty exciting, pretty exciting uh, option. So those two guys are really good. Yep, absolutely. Well, guys, um, that's going to have to do it for the show today. I said we were going to go short and we went six minutes over. Probably going to be 10 minutes over by the time we read it out. But uh, that's been Broncos for breakfast. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. We'll be back again at 8 o'clock Mountain Time on Thursday to talk some Broncos interior defensive line. Also, if there's any topics from today that uh, you want us to get farther into, uh, bring them up in the comment section because you guys, while we do have a general theme on the show, um, you guys really dictate the direction of the show. So uh, 
keep up the comments. We appreciate it. Uh, follow Scott and I both on Twitter. Um, Scott at Scout Kennedy and myself at Nick Kendall MHH. Also follow us at Mile at Gosh, I keep doing it at Mile High Huddle and at Huddle Up Pod. Um, thank you. 21 Facebook likes and uh, heart reacts. We appreciate Michael coming and adding us another heart. Michael Ronquillo, uh, friend of the pod, always super uh, generous with his comments on Twitter as well. We appreciate you. Um, so, but while you guys are over on Facebook, dropping the heart or the like, um, you can also join us at facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle pod and facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle. Also just to tease Scott, cause I see it here. Go to huddleuppod.com to get your swag on. Don't pay the iron price for it. Go and make sure you pay us for it. But uh, get your swag on, as Chad likes to say, with the S-C-H-W-A-G. Um, YouTube, please subscribe, like, and share. Um, doing so keeps the lights on in here. It's the number one thing you can do outside of Super Chats um, to help us uh, you know, continue to bring you this product. And if you enjoy it, uh, make sure you share it out. To tell your Broncos friends to uh, listen to it as well. Um, so, or chiefs fans as well. I mean, Falcons fans, it doesn't matter. We'll, we'll take all, we'll take all except the Raiders. We don't need them. Uh, <laughs> I don't think they have computers in prison. Uh, so I have to get the Raiders dig in there. Sorry. That's a low brow, but uh, we have to do it. Um, also guys on YouTube, make sure you follow Scott's channel at youtube.com forward slash C forward slash Scott Kennedy. I'm going to drop his link also in the chat. You guys just clank one of these guys right here, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Periscope. It's all there. You click that link and it'll take you to Scott's show. Um, asking for a Europe, a Euro rap show there. On a, on a, th- Jeremy's our, Jeremy, appreciate your, your help on that and, and coming to the show. But we did two Friday shows. My, my good friend Jason Russell and I did. And we went five for five on predictions for wow. uh, semifinals, uh, for quarterfinals, semifinals, and finals uh, of the games, including nailing both finals, which was Italy over England. And Argentina over Brazil in Brazil. We uh, so we went five for five on those. Um, so that's not bad. That's not bad. <laughs> that's not bad. Um, let's uh, let's get some of that energy for the uh, season this year. I could we could have some listeners making some money. Um, so uh, I'm a very good consultant. When I start whipping out my own money, things go crazy. So I I actually won something like 15 bets in a row for a good friend of mine. And uh, he's like, hey, my my bookie is giving me a free $200 bet. You want to put it down on something? I was like, fine. Virginia was a point dog at Duke. And fourth and 17, Duke converts and goes down and kicks a game-winning field goal. Otherwise, the game's over. I'm like, that's the kind of stuff that happens when my money's on the line. So I'm a good consultant. So we'll I'll, uh, I'll look at, at some stuff, and we'll, we'll get rid of this one-bit bonus guy that you have to keep blocking. Yep. That's uh man. He is driving me nuts. Different stuff going on there. Um, don't go there. Don't go to his page. Um, but, uh, yeah, guys, that's going to have to do it for the show today. Um, we appreciate everyone who joined in. Also, we're going to give a shout out to all of our people who donated and contributed to the show. Lonnie Alexander, Gary Leeds Palmer, Mo Ron, based Gase, Broncos 17 and 0, and Chase Wellner. Chase also shout out to that meme. He made me chuckle. Um, Lord of the Rings near and dear to my heart. One of my favorites growing up, still a big fan. So appreciate that. And uh, nothing else to talk about, guys. We got to get on out of here. I got work to do. We both got work to do. So we'll see you again uh, next Thursday, 8 o'clock Mountain Time. Be there, be square. Stay safe. This Thursday. This, this Thursday. this Thursday. This upcoming Thursday, 7.15. <laughs> to talk Broncos into your defensive line. Um, so that'll be a lot of fun. That's my favorite position um, in football. So that'll be great. Uh, love y'all. We'll see you next time. Go Broncos.